love that expression, the sure mercies of David. It just, it just comf it's got a comforting sound to it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It just the faithfulness of our Lord and God. Our discussion this morning, uh, I'm calling Knowing the Times. And knowing the times is a large subject. Typically, we go immediately to the present and pretty much stop whenever people think of that. Knowing the times, knowing right now. <clears throat> and the reason for that perspective is, as it's the uh, in our, from our view, it's the most active and the most present mm -hmm. circumstance. And there is merit to that view, but it is not a comprehensive one. Mm -hmm. There's an interconnectedness within all of time. If it were not true, then both history and hope would prove valueless to us now. From the beginning, we are apprised of God's use of time as it was set in motion. Amen. There is no reference to time outside of a reference to the natural order unless you wish to argue that everlasting and eternal are time references. But by definition, time has both a beginning and an end. Amen. Now we want to look at this in, um, like so many things, there's the, uh, the greatest context, the greater context, the common context, and then subcontext, if you will. There's a hierarchy here as it relates to time. First, there was God. Now that's that's what everything else is built on. If if it's not if that isn't, then nothing else is. And as the Word of God and Himself God before His incarnation, Jesus testified of things which He knew firsthand. And two references to that is in John 17 when He was praying to the Father. Mm -hmm. And now, O Father, glorify Thou me with Thine own self, yeah. with the glory which I had with Thee before the world was. Yeah. And then again, in John 1 and 1, it's written, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, in the very beginning, and you can, uh, he was talking about the beginning of the world, which means this is pre-time. Mm -hmm. Time is the ouch, or the setting, into which the works of God are placed. And this is seen first in the first chapter of Genesis. It says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. That is, he created the substance for a specific revelation of himself, mm -hmm. a vehicle suitable for working his purpose. God is light, and so in, in Proclaiming light, we see here God is first making manifest and he's uh, making a visual imposition of his own person into all that is going to follow. Mm 
Because where God is not, there is not light. So the fact that he commanded light, he's putting himself into this scenario in a very visible way. And then it says that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Now we have here a reference, but if you don't know what a day is, that doesn't mean anything to you. We could, you know, like the, the army or the military has this, this unit of measure for, for distance, a click. I don't know how big a click is, so you tell me 50 clicks or two clicks, and I don't have a clue whether they both fit on a ruler. So we have to have a reference point for understanding things. Now, God is orderly, and he made means by which men observe the progression of his workings in a measured and sequenced order. Okay, what if in the Bible um, we had to get halfway through it before we ever heard about Adam? How would that affect our understanding of the first part of it? What if Revelation was written first and Genesis was tucked in between Job and, and Ruth or, or uh, somewhere between Ezra and Nehemiah? See how... It, it, it makes it either easier or more difficult to understand. God, in the beginning, before the beginning of the world, God, when I say in the beginning, I'm thinking that before there was anything, God pre-existed. He is the beginning of all things. He is the only self-existent being. So while we are confined in our understanding by time is that God was merciful instead of, instead of giving us all of eternity to try to put in place and understand he created a context for our understanding That's right. so that we could we could follow along as it were and make sense of it not only uh, to some degree as we're going through it but where we could look back yeah. and forward and where we are now and we could we could have these reference points yeah. that are important to our understanding did yeah, you have didn't write a volume to the animals mm -mm. you know or to the the mountains or the clouds he wrote to those who were made in his image mm -hmm. and he wrote in such a manner like you said it was orderly it was they were able to comprehend yes. and now they're going to have to give an, an account of an account that was comprehensible if they didn't pay attention to it, they would have to pay attention. Yeah, Brother Gibbon? Yeah, this matter of sequence is important. It, it is sequence, but it's, if one thing leads to another, and it's all harmonious, like step two didn't illuminate step one. So this is, this is how God works. Amen. He begins, then advances, and everything is harmonious. 
So we're, we're being brought into, uh, according to our measure, the purpose of God, the eternal purpose of God. But how does God bring us into that? Seeing our limitations and our weaknesses and our ignorance. How God, according to his wisdom, has, and, and it helps us to think the thoughts of God if we follow along with him as he is revealing himself. So it's, it's a wonderful accommodation to us in many ways. The fact that our days are numbered in the earth is a wonderful accommodation to us. Yes. So, Amen. anyway, and then this division of light and darkness, notice that that comes before we jump down, after he created the, veg, the vegetation and stuff. How much vegetation grows an absolute, uh, like, like if it's absolute darkness, none. But the light that they need to grow had to be, they had to have something that they could take hold of too even. But that's not the point of, of these verses here. It says that, uh, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days, and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And so then he made the greater light and the lesser light and the stars. Okay, now let's, let's look at this just a, a tiny bit more. We know that there were signs in the heavens betimes. One of the most prominent ones would be the star of Bethlehem. That was a great sign in the heavens. Men could look to the heavens and they could, they may not have been able to read it accurately, but they could tell something was was going on or something was different. Uh, These were things that were steady and sure. We count a day by the rising of the sun and that we've measured it. Now the sun may rise within a 24-hour period. So we know that's, that's a day. But these were given not just for like our weeks and, and years, but so that we would have a reference to the times that God, this is the day of salvation. Yeah. You know, the year of Jubilee. The things God was going to do things in his time and we were going to be able to we go oh no how how long has it been since we since we went to the fellowship I have no idea you know no we know because it's a certain time in the week and it's a certain part of the day you know whether Marty in verse 14 there, he says, let them be for signs. Right. And then, uh, and for seasons, for days and years. So, they're more important in that there are, they are signs before they were for our seasons. Now, on the earth, we see, we see the sun and the moon yeah. uh, related to the seasons, th- things in the natural state. But uh, 
these things are for signs, and you pointed out one, the star of Bethlehem, but think about when the sun stood so still, still for day to long. And then the, the sun was darkened at Jesus' uh, right. crucifixion. So all of these things uh, were pointing to the power of God and his glory, and what he's able to do in the earth, is not just for, for seasons, mm -hmm. that, you know, that drive our lives. In exactly. Our, in our, uh, and so that it points to the greater, like, like God's order. Yeah. Yeah, it's a depiction that you can understand, like he creates the earth to teach us that life has highs and it has lows. Mm -hmm. It has illumination, it has darknesses. It has times of abundance, it has times when there's not abundance. But it's all depicted, it's all depicted in creation. This is, this is a, visible revelation of God himself. That's right. There are high points mm -hmm. when you especially can reap a lot and there are low points when you the point is to get through those uh, through those times. But it's all in mm -hmm. it's all in nature, depicted in nature. Yeah, whenever Jesus was uh, facing his uh, his crucifixion, he says, but now it's the power of darkness. It was their time. Yeah. It was their time. And they they did their worst. But they had to be given a time. See, time is always under the control of God and for the purpose of God. That's what I, I wanted to kind of, um, before we zero in on certain times and those things that are specific to the days of our lives, we want to see the broader context so that we, we learn to look beyond and look forward and to look backward. Now, until the end of time, or when time shall be no more, we have need of tracking, as it were, yeah. with the works of God. We have an obligation to search the revelation God has given us from time past, to believe and receive guidance from the things which we are told are yet to be, and to seek understanding yeah. of the times in which we have been placed. Mm -hmm. And we all have been placed here. Now you gotta, God gave us a time slot mm -hmm. yeah. in, in the whole of this. Now, God's purpose is larger than the confines of time. But for us, our involvement and entrance into that eternal realm are worked out within the confines not only of time, but the allotted time given to us. That's Amen. what we have to work with. Amen. That's right. And what we do with our allotment does have significance, not just to us. Now we want to think about the times. The time whenever God made a creature in his own image. That was, that was significant. In Job we're told that the, that the angels sang mm -hmm. at the creation. Yeah. They sang. It was a wonderful thing God had yeah. done. They, they probably saw more in it than what we've seen in it so far. And man, man, you never hear about the angels being jealous. Yeah. They're servants 
of them that shall be the heirs of salvation. But in another place, in the Revelation, the angel told John, don't bow to me, I'm of your brethren. So there's a, there's a connection, we don't know what it is, but we do know that God employs them for uh, those that are his. Yeah, Kelly, remember he said there to the, about Jezebel, I gave her space that's a period of time. That's uh, right. Over a period of time to repent. It's, it's important to know that that's no wonder you read in the scripture, don't delay. That's right. Be vigilant. Be alert. Mm -hmm. That's why, because this window of opportunity to make advance yeah. may be closed. Yeah. And Amen. that's what we learn by looking at what God did. He gave her space that's right and uh, so we know even though he didn't designate the time mm -hmm. we know that that there's relevance here we don't just have forever to take care of things mm -hmm. and so that's what I, I'm saying we need to be wise concerning what God has revealed about right. this yeah. we learn from those things you know, in the case of Israel he gave them 1,500 years, so multiple generations, to get ready for the Messiah and refine their life. Then he took the time away. There come a time, that's it. See, but it was, it was the fullness of time. Fullness of the time, that's right. And so God, God has, you know, we call them epics. God has set time for this, and then this, and then this, and we see this about him. We know that about him. We learn, you know, about the ways of God and yeah. what he does. But notice, he didn't do with, with uh, Cain and Abel what he did with Elymas the sorcerer. He didn't do, you know, same... Within that time, God works certain ways. There are things he did not do in times past that he does now because it's time right. for it to happen right. now. Now, God has, has established a foundation upon which these things can be understood and received. See, time isn't just like marching, uh -uh. marching on and on. There's a purpose being developed in this time, and you and you get you must just redeem the time. You got to redeem the time. You got to buy up the time, because there are things available to you now mm -hmm. that surely may not be available. Amen. Now there are some. Uh, we'll go over some of the uh, expressions re uh, on this, but I wanted us to go to Second Kings. Excuse me. Chapter 14, or chapter 13, I'm sorry. And uh, I'll back up a little bit here. This is, uh, now Elisha had fallen sick, and he was about to die of this sickness. But it says, And Joash the king of Israel came down unto him and wept over his face. 
and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he yeah. took him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. Mm -hmm. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Avak till they have, thou hast consumed them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. And the man of God was wroth with him and said, yeah. Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times, yeah. then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it, whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. And Elisha died, and they buried him, and the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming of the year. Okay, and that's, that's right before the, the bones of the man <laughs> thrown in Elisha's sepulcher were were brought, brought to life. Um, but see, Joash was not alert to the time that was set before him. He, did, he didn't understand. Here is the prophet telling him to smite and that these, he already knew. He already knew that, that God was going to give deliverance by these things. And then to smite, well, what do you do when you smite? You're getting rid of something. You're, and instead of doing a thorough job, understanding what's going on, he just kind of, and expected it to get done. He missed, he missed the application. Now see, that's a, that's a in your own life, in a circumstance, kind of understanding the times. He wanted the king to reason this thing out, to see. First he showed this arrow. When I shoot this arrow, this is the, the arrow stands for the Lord's deliverance. That's right. Mm -hmm. So now if he's just to shoot many arrows, he expected, the king should have said, if this arrow is the Lord's deliverance, then I'm going to shoot several of them. Well, it's, it's a smite, because was, this was like how many times? That's right. Yeah. He should, he should have smitten several times, but... This is telling you how God is. God doesn't always spell everything for you out. He tells you enough to where you can, you can reason a thing out and come to a proper conclusion. Mm -hmm. Like he'll say, the, Paul say, the days are evil. Mm -hmm. Well, he was speaking immediately of the days he was living in. Right. But the days have got worse. Okay. Yes. The latter days, worse. Mm -hmm. But you have to know, you have, before you can do anything, you have to know that. That's right. Right. Yeah. And then we, uh, well, there was, a, remember whenever Jesus lamented that if they had known the day of their visitation. Yeah. That's right. That's right. They didn't know the time that they were living in. They were living in the time of the Lord's visitation. And they, they went right through it oblivious 
Now we're talking generally. There were those, you know, that that they, did not. We read what he did that brings great blessing to to our hearts when mm -hmm. we read it. But the people that saw it, being the majority of them that saw it, didn't really see it. We hear it, and, and we believe it, and, and see the glories of it. Yes, it was the time. There were some few did see it. Now see, another application here of time, we know the event, and we also know the things associated with that event, so we can get put it together. If they didn't know anything about when anything happens, we wouldn't know whether Jesus lived in the same time as Noah, or like some of these movie writers, they get it all jumbled up. They don't, they don't know when certain things happen. So look what they wind up with. They got Lot on a boat like a pirate running around. And if you don't know things that time puts together for us, you're going to have a very difficult course in trying to understand. Time is tailored, I can see this now. Time is tailored so you can behold what God is doing. Exactly. Instead of just being hand, handed, you just, you're not just handed a massive library. It, a library depicts time, they're different, different volumes. You know, so it's important to know, knowing the times. Mm -hmm. It is high time. Mm -hmm. Amen, to awake out of sleep. Yeah. And then um, this is now yeah, is the yeah. day of salvation. Yeah. Well, what time is that? Now yeah. means in your very present. Yeah. I mean, like, I am here now, but I'm here now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're there now. So it's, it's an immediate. It's a very present. It, it, it's a fleeting time. So now, and that gives you the urgency mm -hmm. of coming to the knowledge of the Lord. Now. Now here's a period of time that's lasted for a couple thousand years already. Uh -huh. That's the right. The day of salvation. See, so this teaches about time. Sometimes short, there's just short gaps. You've got to write. Now you got to act. But this is a lengthy period of time, but when, when you're told what this time is, you got to act And we don't right. know how long God is going to stay there. No. See, it's like God is there in, a, in a, a redeeming way to offer redemption in Christ Jesus. Now is the day of salvation. But when you say now to us, that means like you don't wait until the day of salvation is at its uh, you know, conclusion. You don't know when it's going to be. For us, that means immediately. Yes. As soon as you hear it. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't give us waiting time. We just know that presently, we might say presently, God is in the, the, uh, his purpose according to the earth and mankind, the day of salvation. A very gracious day. And then Jesus talked about 
that the harvest was white unto harvest. Mm-hmm. Well, now, what, what thought does that give to you? How long is the time of harvest? Yeah. See, again, it gives us the context. Harvest isn't all year long. Harvest requires things done before. Harvest requires work during. And then at the end, it requires to be gleaned. Not only the the time of harvest is also a time of a certain work. The time of harvest is not sowing. It's harvesting. uh, I'm not so sure just how much Solomon knew when he said to everything there is a time and a purpose under heaven. But there is. And it's because, why? Because God is orderly. God is working. He's working for himself and his purpose. He's working for the for the cleansing of the heavens as well as the cleansing of the earth. He's working for the redemption of those that he have made in his own image and that he is calling out. And during this course and the way it moves through the uh, through the time of earth, if you will, that it's moving in such a way that each of these aspects of salvation are being expounded, if you will, in the events and in the lives of those that live during those periods. There's one harvest, of course, that the angels will reap. Mm-hmm. But the harvest for the believer, the believer is the one that does the reaping. That's right. It's a time for us to work. He did, God doesn't load your barn. This yeah. isn't how it works. Uh-huh. He gives you the resources, and then you've got to reap them. Mm-hmm. He right. that reaps receives wages. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We plant and we water, but God gives the increase, yeah. and he expects us to harvest it. That's right. Amen. You know, this is uh, why godly preaching is absolutely necessary to direct men's minds mm-hmm. to yeah. where they're capable of knowing the time. That's right. You know, yeah, this, this right. thing of, of um, understanding or being able to perceive when when God is near. This is this is yeah. not something yeah, the flesh yeah, can yeah, do. Yeah. The flesh can't figure this out. So as as you as we minister to one another, we're helping each other to become more sensitive mm-hmm. to understanding that there are some times when God's near. And we need to perceive that and enter into that. And otherwise, see, we have no guarantee he'll ever be near again. This is not something that we can't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You got to know the time. That's right. Amen. You t- you track Elijah that sometimes he experiences in succession. Yes. He had this great time when he defeats the prophets of Baal. Mm-hmm. Then he had this dry time That's when right. he thought he was all by himself. Then he had this time later on where the Lord, where the angels strengthened him and he got another time when the Lord yes. talked to him and told him to get the back to work. Just as, as a whole sequence, it was a sequence yeah, that's that's right. Right. of things. And uh-huh. it, all, it, st- it started out good uh-huh. and it ended good, yeah. but in between that was the time of <laughs> yeah. it. Right. And right. you also see in this that underneath are the everlasting arms. You see how God was gentle. That's you right. see how he was faithful. You mm-hmm. see how he was he, he was capable of strengthening and but there are things to be learned in each of those occasions. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. 
So, and the scriptures talk about the fullness of time. Oh, that was a special time. That was, this is the vortex, if you will, of things eternal. Whenever the Son of God died and was forsaken. Now, that's a complete forsaking. He was forsaken. He was alone. For that period of time, like the man that took the the uh, goat that had this that uh, the priest confessed the sins on and imputed those sins to that goat, and then the able man took that goat out into the wilderness where it's uninhabited, away from men, away from sight, away from remembrance, yeah. and then he came back. That's a picture of what was happening. Jesus was that able man, and he was also the goat yes. upon whom the, the uh, sins were confessed. God imputed yeah. the sins of the world to him. Yeah, he's the, he's and then he took them away alone, and he took his life up again. He took his life. It was the commandment of the Father, operation of God, yeah. but he had to do it. Somebody else didn't come along and raise Jesus. Jesus was the one that offered the goat. Jesus was the goat. He was Jesus a priest. Was the dead goat. He's yeah. the living goat. He's the one who went there. He's the man. He's the whole sees thing. The yeah. whole, he's the yeah. whole thing wrapped Amen. up in one. That's right. Just like with the uh, offering of Isaac, you see a picture of the father and the son there. And. Uh, Whenever he, whenever the ram is, is uh, found in the, uh, it, it, he's caught by the horns. The horns is like the the symbol for strength and power. Yeah. And that Jesus didn't exert the power that he could have. He didn't call the legions of of yeah. angels from yeah. his father. He didn't say, "I'm done with this. I'm going to be the word again. I don't have to do this." You know, he, God the Father and God the Son and God the Spirit were all working the same purpose that they had purposed together in their councils before the beginning. So Jesus was the one who had to do the bearing of sin, but he was in perfect agreement with what they had purposed. But it didn't make it easy to do it. Work just like that ram was caught by his horn. Exactly. Your power won't work, and that that was when Jesus died. His, he didn't have power to avoid that. Mm -hmm. That was it, and that was the that was the sacrifice that God had provided for Himself. I tell you what, those two those two um, accounts of Scripture are just so heavy. With they're they're just rich with uh, illuminating uh, what what was going on yeah, so that we could understand it. Yes. Yeah. So, Brother Robert? Yeah, and we can see in that that Jesus endured it because he knew the time. Jesus was able to, to, to know when these yeah. things were coming on it, what time it was. He didn't, he didn't um, you know, before they nailed him to the cross, he, he, he didn't give up the ghost because he, he, he knew when it was right. That's and right. so, see, he he, just says, he can do that as he's living in us. He can teach us. 
mm -hmm. where certain situations it's not right to be a certain way. You know, but how do you know that? Well, you trust in him and he'll lead you and guide you and you'll know what to do when the time comes. Yeah, he knew what had to happen yes, amen. in order for salvation to be uh, done justly yes. so that God would be just in justifying us. Amen. It all had to be done. It had to be done in order. Yes. See, this it's a higher purpose to this. Amen. It's, it's one of the... Uh, the tools, if you will, mm -hmm. of our salvation. Amen. So, yeah. but this, this fullness of time, what I was going to say is everything preceding the advent of Jesus and his crucifixion and resurrection was leading to that. Mm -hmm. Now, what if, what if that had happened and then later on Abraham made a sacrifice? It wouldn't have been right. It would have been out of order. Yeah. Things, things, uh, it, we don't make sacrifices anymore. It'd actually be counterproductive. It would, it would be the wrong thing to do because Christ would have already been sacrificed. We have to see these things. Yeah. Time helps us. We can go back and we say, like Peter did, this is that which was spoken by the prophet. Like, yeah. Lights on moment. They came, there came a time in the ministry of John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness. He detected this is the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, God has, God has blessed the people that he has called to those purposes yeah, with that understanding. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't give all of us that that understanding independently. He put it in that person at that time, so that we can look at that and understand. Yeah. So he does give us the understanding, just oh, not yes. in the same Amen. way. We don't all have to go through the same thing to get the same knowledge. We uh, we help one another when we're in the assembly. We're helping each other by coming together, and we glean from one another. The things God has given us to see. Amen. And then, that's a wonderful thing about words and thought. You can give me your thoughts and your words, and I get to keep them, but you get to keep them too. Nobody's mm -hmm. diminished. It's just multiplication. I it's just amen. enlargement. And so that's what's happening when we come together. We're being enlarged yes. in the things of God. Amen. In my own experience, I can remember when it dawned on me what Babylon the Great was. Mm. Yeah. And it, it, I was right smack in the middle of the time when, when that Babylon was prominent. I, that was, this is the time. But this proved to be a very difficult message to proclaim. Amen. But this is you got to know the time. This is the answer to why there's so much corruption and why there's so much deficiency. But see, people can't put the two together. They don't understand why why Christendom's in the shape it's in. It's because this is Babylon the Great. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And um, now, before we before we wrap things up. Let's talk about the time in which we live. What are the times? What are we to understand about this time? Yeah. 
Do we go on our way thinking everything will be fine? Remember one place in the scripture it says when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes. Yeah. See, you gotta know the times. You can't just go, all right, right now, I'm warmed, I'm filled, things are well with me, and expect that it should always be this way. We have got to be aware of what, not just what's happening, but look at that and be able to look at what God's doing in what's happening. Yeah. This is the day of yeah. salvation. Notice he doesn't say the year of salvation. Yeah. Right. This is the day of salvation. Yep. Then we, we, we look at it and say it's high time to Amen. High time to wake out of sleep. Yeah. This is the time to grow. This is the time to advance. This is the time to seek the Lord. This is the time. That's the kind of time we're living in here. Amen. Whenever you have times of peace, how are you to use them? Those are times when there could, it, it's kind of like, uh, times of peace are like the, the former and the latter rain times. When things are well, you're not, you're not pulled off into legitimate but, but distracting concerns. When you're starving to death, you don't have, have this, the same mind as you do whenever you don't have to worry about that. Even if you were a little hungry, it's not a big deal. You know you're gonna eventually eat something. So, uh, yes, did you? Yeah, there's some, there's, there are souls that are discontent with what they're receiving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they, they don't realize that when it's the time, when the time is right, there is some place where you can receive. Mm -hmm. This is the day of salvation. So there's some people that are preaching the truth, there's some people are meeting together that are true because this is the time. This is the time when that happens. Amen. So a person Amen. has to take advantage of the times. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, not, not all men are, are partaking the same experience within the same time frame. So there's, there is the general time where God has a, an overriding work. It's like that place and what he's doing in the earth, and we're in that general place. And then there are the individual circumstances that actually glorify God in that place for those situations and circumstances. Because we're in that place, we have blessings available to us that if we were in another place and time, we're not as, as um, bountiful if you will. Okay, mm -hmm. now, I, when I look at that in context of uh, like my life, what am I gonna do with my life? That's a good question to ask. Oh, yes. And how am I preparing for what I know is to come? Amen. See, now I'm gonna give a personal account there. How am I, um, what is my response to, like, our, our, our nation? Nations are going to be judged. Yeah. Nations made up of people. Mm -hmm. What influence have I been given that I'm going to be required mm -hmm. of the influence on the nation? Might be something small, but whatever it is, mm -hmm. I'm going to give an answer for it. What 
is knowing the times. What are the preparations that I need to be making in my children, in my home? Because that's going to influence them. This is the day of salvation. Am I, am I um, conducting myself as one who is living in the day of salvation? Those are questions I ask me. You have to ask yourself your own questions. But, it, but we only have the time between our birth and our death where these considerations have any place at all. And so we do, we redeem the time. Oh, yes. We ask the Lord for wisdom, how to, how to walk through. There was a time in Israel where it says, man, a man maketh himself a prey for a word. We live in times like this. You just say the wrong word, Jesus. And in some places, you can pay a very high price for that word. So it, those, there, there's a time whenever uh, Timothy talked about that. Remember, he says, in the last days, perilous times shall come. And then he enumerates things that identify those times. Men shall be lovers of themselves, heady, high-minded, Blasphemers, incontinent, fierce. You know, these are signs ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. I can quote this. You know, Madeline Murray O'Hare, I've heard her when she was alive. I heard her quote scripture. But she was as far from the understanding of it as anybody could come. Ever learning. Never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Part of that knowledge is knowing the times. And so it's set before all of us, and it's a, uh, it's a call to vigilance. It's a call to diligence in the Word of God. It's, um, and it's doable. It's doable. God will give us, if we seek from him, God will give us the knowledge of the times to know them that we might walk circumspectly before him and before men to his glory. Amen. Brother Robert? That's, um, we've been, you know, he's, Paul is faithful. So see, Paul knows the time. Paul, Paul is observed and he says, it, it, it's high time. This is the right time right now. Mm -hmm. And it could be the only time. That's right. You know, the, the, when, when people tempt God, when he's, he's, he's come close, he's made salvation available. What they need to do, he says, he says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is, this is the only remedy. That's right. See, Amen. That, that we, we may not make it to the end of the day. Now, you know, I know that flesh doesn't want to hear that, but you know, <laughs> flesh doesn't want to die ever. But see, Paul's saying this is the right time. This is the appropriate time. You, you've heard the gospel. Now respond in faith. Do that. Mm -hmm. And then see, every moment of our day, there'll be competing forces come up against us. 
But see, it's the right time to stand then. That's to right. Stand. Very good. That's, it's the right time. But see, if you don't know that, if you haven't been instructed, Paul's faithful. He's instructing them. Mm -hmm. He's giving them what they need to be able to stand and then to buy up the time. Because whatever you actually, whatever your faith moves you to move into, it's yours. Mm -hmm. It's like when they moved into Canaan. See, it was theirs, but they had to possess the land. Yes, they had to go in and take it. Now he's calling us. Go in and take it. It belongs to you. Yes, mm -hmm. amen. Christ purchased it for you to go this in there and the buy time. up the time. That's right. You know, when you read in Scripture about put on the whole armor of God or uh -huh. strive for it to understand. Yes. This is the time. Amen. That's right. See, it's always the time for something. Mm -hmm. yes. We have to know what it is. Yes, right. amen. But there'll be a time when that'll be that'll be withdrawn. That's it says, right. the Lord God will will give commandment to the to Jesus, and He'll tell them, thrust in the sickle, yes, and amen. time shall be no more. Remember, God gave Israel priests; He gave Israel kings, mm -hmm. rulers. But the time it came when there was no priest. Yeah. Uh huh. There was no king. There was mm -hmm. no leader in the yeah. land. Yeah. Amen. Mm. Amen. Well, brother, oh, brother Justin. Yeah, there was a time for Noah to build the ark. Yeah, that's right. He said that said that he moved in godly fear. Mm -hmm. He moved that's in right. fear. Yes. To the saving of his household. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't know when what day the flood was coming. Mm -hmm. yeah. He had to use the time that he had was given. It was time for him to act on what God said. That's right. And we learn that from his example too. When God, when as soon as we come become aware of what God said, then mm -hmm. it's our responsibility to respond in faith. Yes, amen. So we, we, you know, some things are pretty clear cut. We know what time mm -hmm. for certain things. Other things are more nebulous. We look at it, and it could it could look confusing. But we, the things that we do know, will guide us. And then, like I said, the Lord will help us in in uh, the, the times, as far as uh, if He has specific things He wants to move His people to do. But it'll all be within the confines of what He's revealed. Yeah. Like That's we know, right. it's always the time to do righteously. That's right. Yeah, when God 120 years. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a lot of time, but that was during that time. That the time was needed to complete that ark. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah, that's right. You couldn't take time off. You couldn't take vacations. You couldn't. You just couldn't do it. That's uh -huh. all. So when God specifies the time, yeah, whatever's got to be done has got to be done in that time frame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> So. If he doesn't specify it, uh -huh. the only time you got is now. That's right. Amen. And the reason that people miss the time is because they're asleep. They're, they're not aware. When you're asleep, you have no idea what's going on around you. Yeah. You know, and the house can be burning down, but unless something wakes you up, right. you're unaware. And this is the same thing. When you don't walk close with the Lord, you won't know what to do. That's mm -hmm. right. And so, but I praise God for this. He's given him you a witness in yourself. Amen. Now, witness will not remain silent. He'll, he'll sound the alarm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Time to repent, brother Bob. 
Well, you know, the, the thing is, is that we're, none of us are immune to this. Amen. We're, you know, at, at any point in time, you could, it, it may not even be voluntarily. You may have just said something or done something. The Holy Spirit, he is faithful. Mm -hmm. I praise God for that. Oh, amen. Amen. Yeah. Brother Justin? Yeah, the hymn writer wrote, The sands of time are sinking. Yes, yes the dawn right. of heaven breaks. The summer morn I've sighed for. The fair sweet morn awakes. Amen. Dark, dark hath been the midnight, yes. but day spring is at yes. hand. Yeah. And glory, glory dwelleth. Amen. 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 I love that song. Well, <clears throat> we've. Uh, when I was growing up, when I was still quite little, I remember whenever we would would be asleep. The, the, my parents had this saying, they're dead to the world. Uh -huh. yeah. You were really asleep then. You didn't yeah. have any clue what was going on. You didn't even know if the world yeah. was still there. <laughs> we were gone. So yes. that's, but that's where we need to keep our flesh. Yes. And uh, this, this is another thought that is precious to me. Just from time to time, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy it thinking about when then will be now. When this is gone yes. and all the, all any, anything about it that was hurtful, hateful, sorrowful, it, painful, doesn't make any difference. Uh, burdened, like even with our, our flesh, our flesh is a burden. Uh, but whenever th that's past, when it actually is past, mm -hmm. and we're standing with a host, hearing, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of thy Lord. Yes, amen. And we've, those words will mean more to us than anything. Yes. And then when we're standing together on the other side of that pronouncement, mm -hmm. and we go, it's now. When we're dead to the world, that's when we're most alive. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. Alive to heaven, dead to the world. <laughs> Brother Forgiven. We used to sing a song in Indiana, We Are Passing Away. Yes. Yep. And there was a visitor one time that came and said, Boy, that's a terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> we were rejoicing in it. It yeah. just flew over his head. Yep. <laughs> Amen. To that great rising day. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Justin. Because when you can see the end of your faith, you say, even so, come. Oh, Lord, yeah. Even so, Yes, come. yes. The Spirit and the Bride say, come, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. When flaming fire, even yeah. so, come. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Because it's going to consume what's Amen. causing us the trouble. Yeah. That's Amen. Right. Amen. This is our God. We've waited for Amen. him. Yes. Comfort one another with these words. Amen. 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 So, all right, Brandon, well, thank you so much for all of your comments. And and uh, we'll go ahead and dismiss in prayer and give thanks for our repast. Our Holy Father in heaven, we thank thee for every remembrance that you give us of yourself. We pray, Lord, that our minds and our hearts would be your consistent and constant dwelling place. Lord, we pray that you would give us grace to grow in these areas, that your word would dwell in us richly, that we would think 
with the mind of Christ and according to the, the revelation that you've given of yourself. These are great and high things that we're asking, Father. None of them come naturally to us, but we know that in Christ your richness dwells and that he is able to minister these things to whom you have given a heart for. And now, Father, we pray your blessing upon our day as we continue together. We pray your blessing upon the food that has been prepared for us to strengthen us, that we might give diligence to the remainder of the service. We pray for those who provided it. We know that it, it was not without cost to them. Yeah. And now, Father, bless those who shall yet stand before us. Give them unction and let them speak to us and let us hear as they are the oracles of God. And we ask these things in Christ's name with thanksgiving. Amen.